fortunate to have Jordan Axe on this podcast. Axe was just recently named the head girls coach at Hawaii High School in Meridian. Axe will be the program's first ever head coach with the school set to open next school year. Prior to that, Axe was at Valley View High School where he was an assistant on the boys' side and then most recently the girls' head coach. Coach Axe, great name by the way. Thanks for talking some basketball with us today. How's everything in the Treasure Valley? Everything's great over here. Just uh, we're in hurry up and wait mode, waiting for our school to be built. But um, the culture starting now, the build starting now, so it's a lot of fun. All right, sweet. Well, we'll kind of get into some of that culture stuff. Um, but uh, first off, you know, it looks like things are getting closer. Do you know when you'll actually be have a home? I don't have an exact date, and I, I definitely don't want to put myself in a position where I'm expecting a certain uh, timeline. It doesn't come through. So for now, we're utilizing some of the middle schools, um, stuff like that for open gyms. Uh, but, you know, August? Who knows? Well, I guess, I guess hopefully before November, early November, right? You That's the, the goal, right? Like, give, me, give me a few, a few uh, weeks in okay. October would be nice, too. All right. Sounds good. So uh, before we get uh, going in on some of this nitty-gritty, can you fill us in on your background as far as uh, basketball is concerned? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, I've been a basketball junkie, uh, I mean, from day one in terms of I was the cards, right? The, the sports cards, I was always collecting. Michael Jordan just grew up on that, right? Uh, and so I've always had that love uh, for the game. Uh, any moment I had to myself, I would, you know, go down to the school and just shoot hoops. Didn't matter if I had anyone or not. So always had that basketball mentality and <clears throat> kind of stuck with me. Graduated from Napa High, two thousand five. Played three years varsity there. Um, had a great time, but. Uh, coaching was always, I didn't know that I would be a coach. I, I knew I wanted to be involved in basketball in some capacity after high school. Um, but I ended up jumping in, just breaking down film. It was, uh, it was actually uh, for Napa High um, in 2007. And I would go, I had the actual, you know, VHS tapes where I was recording <laughs> games. And then I would just basically kind of give my opinion of it. And I was just, you know, it was a, it was a volunteer position. From there, I just, I, I knew coaching was something that I wanted to do. So I jumped into it, um, graduated 05. My first gig coaching was in 08. So I didn't really uh, spend a whole lot of time away from the game. Just jumped right into it. And that was at Napa uh, under Buzz Connor. Yeah, Buzz. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so you were there. Awesome. You were there when, uh, was it Trevor Morris? Is that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So as a player and uh, as a coach. So again, uh, it was four teams back then, not three. And the freshman group always had, it was a, it was a more condensed season and they, they had their own like season essentially. So they didn't play on the same nights. So I was kind of separated, but yeah, Trevor was the senior that year. Uh, and then I was coaching the freshman squad. Mm -hmm. And so it was, a, it was a little bit there. And then uh, Trevor was – Trevor, I actually coached with Trevor at Nampa High. Did you? After he graduated from Weber. And so I developed a really good relationship with him. Yeah, it was, it was nice. And then uh, after Trevor had decided to uh, resign for the couple of years that he did before Columbia, uh, in those early days, I would actually coach against Ryan Lundgren when he was with Bishop Kelly and our freshman teams were just 
we went after it. And we were in, we were pretty similar in age. And so uh, we, you know, it was his doing, not mine. He's really good at relationships and he maintained, he'd, he'd reach out just randomly and just kept it going. And when he found out, you know, that I was gonna leave Nampa, he was quick to say, come join my staff. They had just gone to a state championship uh, against Preston. And so the culture was already there. The hard work was already built for the most part. And I jumped at the opportunity. And so I did that. Uh, so I coached boys, you know, for 10 years. And again, Lundgren, um, just kind of talking, you know, we had an opening for the girls position at our Frost team when I was his assistant. He's like, you know what, X, just they asked me if I wanted, I had any interest and I had no interest in girls at the time. Um, but he's just like, X, you know, it's a stipend. You go in in the morning, go play bump, you know, for an hour. You got games, like whatever. You can still, you can still coach with me and do this and it would be really good for the girls. So I did that and loved it uh, and kind of fueled that fire right then and there. That, man, the girls game is like, it's different, but it's, it's interesting and there's a need and I just felt like I could make a huge impact there. So coach that Frosh team and then that very next year, I started laying down some of the foundations of, you know, if that coach at the time had, had stepped down, that I would be able to kind of get into that program, that excitement and start building right out of the gate. So I, I knew pretty quick that uh, the girls game was going to be something that I wanted to do. Well, that's cool. And uh, just, you know, some of the names that you mentioned there, uh, there's a pretty good uh, 2C coaching tree there. I mean, that's pretty cool that you got to work with Bus. Uh, for those that don't know, he was a legendary coach that coached at Boise State for a little bit. And then uh, Ryan is, uh, what, he's heading to nationals, right? Yeah, just, you know, <laughs> just going to nationals year yeah. two over at CSI. What <laughs> yeah, a guy. That's pretty cool. So who were some of those coaches that influenced you? Well, uh, in, t in terms of coaching, so just a little backstory. I actually moved in with Ryan. Uh, and he and I were roommates for a while. And so I got a chance to see some of what goes into coaching that's not just on the court or not just what's practice time, but just the day-to-day -day stuff and the culture stuff. And Ryan really did. Um, he, was, he was probably my, my biggest influencer in terms of, man, what could you do for culture? And, and what, time, what kind of uh, time commitment is it? Um, and so from relationships to, um, to every little variable, I really did learn a ton from Logan. And, you know, during the summers, part of that is coaching club basketball and getting to know all the coaches in the Valley, uh, the college coaches that are just coaching a team, essentially submit, so then they can go and see other teams and they can do their recruiting. It's a two for one. And so when you just have this big, you know, um, umbrella of coaches that are all traveling together it's i mean the amount of stories and the influences that you get like it, it's hard to even pinpoint one or two coaches because it's just a community and the thing i love about idaho is that man, it really is a community of coaches that 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 are coming i mean they're just coming together the growth and the relationships that year after year we're all together and it's it's really starting to become something special and uh, those relationships. 
Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think, um, you know, through things like social media and stuff and then other things that are happening, coaches regionally are starting to connect a whole lot more and uh, just that network is growing. And, you know, the awesome thing is it's only going to benefit the kids, benefit the game in Idaho. Yes. So uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, this new job. It's kind of interesting, you know, uh, so you have a clean slate with a new school. So how have you approached developing a basketball culture at Hawaii? Well, I mean, there isn't a blueprint for it. You know, I feel like there's a blueprint for maybe programs that have been in the dumps for a while and, and all that. But it just doesn't happen very often where a new 5A school is just popping up with all the bells and whistles. Um, right now, it's just it's social media is a big part of it. And again, I, I've, I've talked to Dave Roy, our AD. I've talked to Andy. and how do we want to approach this, the excitement part of it? And a lot of it is through that social media outlet and just say, man, like, what's the, what's the expression? The storm's coming. Right. And, um, we had a coaches, uh, meet the coaches night where all the coaches that we had, we all just met at the, at the, uh, admin building and parents and all the students, uh, players that wanted that are expecting to come within the boundary got a chance to meet us. So it's little stuff like that that's building the excitement. And I think part of that excitement is the unknown. Like, our gym isn't built. What's that going to look like? So we give, like, you know, we just had video boards put in from ICCU, right? So we'll, like, take a little picture. We're going to post that. We have it. Like, it's just little things. The unknown is something that's very scary, I think, for a lot of the kids that are on the cusp of coming or not. But it's also part of, like, what makes it a lot of fun for me. And then, of course, we have the open gyms. Girls are starting to get to know each other, and I'm starting to figure out, who am I going to have? Because that was the biggest thing. For months, I didn't know who was, like, what's my team going to look like? No idea. And so starting to get to know some of those girls and seeing them on the weekends playing for their clubs, it's been a lot of fun. Let's talk a little bit about working with uh, Andy and Dane. I mean, those are two people that have a lot of back basketball background, and it's got to be pretty cool that you guys are coming together at one school. Um, so how exciting is that to work with those two in creating a basketball culture for this new high school? Um, so they both present – like they, they both have – a ton of value to me. Dane has been in the 5A. He's been at the Rockies, and it's a different type of athlete, different type of, you know, parents, um, just everything. Andy and I are both coming from 4A Middleton and, and Valley View. It's the Wild West out here, right? As long as you're putting in the time, like, parents are happy. And so Dane's really going to be, and he has been instrumental in just kind of you know, putting us through, you know, some of the expectations that we're going to have at a big school like this, right? Um, those expectations are huge. And uh, I'm going to continue to lean on him heavily on that. He's actually got a daughter um, that's going to be a, a ninth grader that's going to Hawaii. And so I'm always going to have that with Dave. Like he's, he's traveling with me. She's, you know, she, she's playing club basketball. So I get a chance to see all that. Dane's around like it's it's fun to just have those conversations that's just not so formal you know it's just out out and about and, and Dane does a good job at that Andy you know I've I spent all last summer with Andy um, as we're launching this girls program for select 
um, he coached the, the top team last year. And so we, there was no flying, you couldn't do anything. So we, you know, we, we jumped in, into the car together and we got to talk a lot. And so that was one of the draws for me is I don't know if there's going to be another, you know, dual uh, men's and women's game that's going to work so closely together as Andy and I will. You know, um, when you talk about, you know, fundraising and events, it's not, well, okay, boys basketball is going to do this, girls basketball is going to do that. It's going to be a, a family thing. It's going to be, let's, let's combine, let's bring them together, let's get this community in and make that work. And that's going to be rare. I, I've never experienced anything like that. Um, and so that, that relationship with Andy's going to make my job a whole lot easier. I'll make his easier. Um, and that's part of the fun. That's, I'm really looking forward to that part of it. Do you think, uh, the old man Emery is going to be around at all? You know, I have no idea. <laughs> no idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was talking about Emery Roy there, uh, who's won a few state titles uh, on the girls' side. But um, uh, speaking of just getting to know the girls, where exactly is your school drawing from? I mean, you're in the Meridian School District, so I know that, you know, figuring out that border and stuff like that, how's that going to work? Yeah, um, I haven't seen exact lines yet. I'm just kind of deferring to uh, Dan on that one. But I know a lot of our polls coming from uh, Rocky Mountain, from Eagle, um, Centennial, Meridian. So it's it's all in that area, right? And so, you know, you're going to get athletes. You're going to have that coming in. And that's kind of where it's polling from originally. Um, for me, it's going to be, I mean, obviously incoming freshmen is going to be a huge class, right? Might get some sophomores, juniors, seniors will be, you know, for the most part, if, if they like where they're at, they want to stay with their friends, but the, it's going to be youthful. Right? It's, it's going to be a ton of kids because um, they don't know any different. They're not, they haven't spent two years at Rocky or Eagle. They're just, this is going to be their first experience. And so um, that's, that's where we're pulling out of. So we know we're going to get athletes, uh, but we also know that we're going to be young out of the gates. So with that in mind, one, do you know how much experience you will have? And then two, how you approach like this first season? Again, I need my final numbers. I yeah. still, I mean, enrollment's still going on. You know, I know we're still pushing for those 5-8 numbers even. And so um, I can handle youth. I can handle, you know, the girls that I know that are coming in right now, and that's not even counting the ones that haven't, you know, even told me or, or done anything, they're just going to come. I can work with because there's going to be growth. And I've got basketball minds. I've got athletes, girls that have been winning in their age group. Now, jumping into 5A, you know, it's going to, there's going to be some bruises probably, right? I mean, it's just going to happen. But there's going to be that visual progress that, that you really need to see as a, as a coach, as a, as a parent, and as a player. Um, and then there's just something about that youth being enthusiastic about the game. You know, they haven't jumped from program to program. They, you know, they're just, they still love it. You know, they're nothing that has been taken away from them. And so, you know, I, I can't say with complete confidence, you know, what this season's going to be like, but I do know it's going to be, there's going to be significant growth. Um, just as from day one to the last day, there's going to be growth. And then, I just have to determine, you know, based on what I have, what that ceiling is, what, what our goals are. And, you know, I can work with that. 
I'm perfectly fine with the youth that we have coming in and, and working with them. So do you have a system that you're bringing in or have you been looking at the girls that uh, are coming in and looking at what attributes they have and, and kind of determining the system there? And I mean like offensively and defensively, obviously. Right. I always tailor to uh, the players that I have. Um, it's really difficult to just say, hey, like, this is what this is what's worked for past teams. Like, you guys are going to do this. Like, I, I want some ownership from the girls um, to dictate, you know, my style. My spacing concepts are, are, are very similar no matter who I have, you know. But if you don't have a big um, – it's going to change things. If you have a big, you're, you're, you're going to use that. And so it's constantly changing. The, the playbook's always changing all that. For me, I, like, I love up-tempo. Um, I'm one of the advocates for, you know, a shot clock because I love the up-tempo game. I love the transition game. And I think that there is a, a duty um, as players, coaches, um, to put on a show. <laughs> you know, there's people in the stands and that might be more true now than ever, not having fans in the seats last year. Like, put on a show, run fast, you know, play free. That's that stuff. And, you know, the challenge will be teaching the girls how to do that, how to not have me barking out plays every single time down the court, but allowing them to make those mistakes or allowing them to figure out how to beat the other team and, and take away their strengths or, or whatever else however it is or however that game plays out. It's going to be different every game. But, you know, pace and space is very important to me. And then the rest of it is just based on personnel and what we have. What do you usually look for uh, uh, on the defensive end? That varies. Um, I'm really big on uh, what Colby Blaine has done over at CFI with, um, you know, they've, they've got this base uh, zone that kind of isolates certain areas of the floor to create one-on-one -on -one matchups. And if, you know, and again, it's, it's personnel based, right? And so you can throw, I, I love changing defenses. Uh, I think it's a really important part of the game because at some point in every puzzle, um, another team figures out what weaknesses are or you stop doing the little things as a team because you're in the same. When you mix it up, um, it just creates a little jolt in the game even if it's just one possession, right? And so I, I love changing defenses. I'll always have that. Sometimes they're obnoxious um, as far as the, the theory behind it, but it's constantly, I, every coach, and again, that's part of us traveling as coaches, you know, during the summer, some of the things that these coaches, like coaches aren't right in the head. They come up with the weirdest <laughs> thing. And it's like, you know, you, you just, you, you debate it until two o'clock in the morning and then you wake up the next day and you're like, man, he might be doing something. Like I gotta, maybe I should try this. And so that's part of the fun. Like basketball is a puzzle and you gotta, you gotta throw out different things. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, but you're just hoping throughout the regular season, by the time you get to districts and hopefully stay, that you've got it really figured out in terms of, man, what, what really works for my team? And so that, that challenge will be there for them um, on both offense and defense in terms of I need to be able to call a timeout, draw something up, and that to be executed. It just has to happen. And so it's just the regular season is just a training mechanism to get to that big game. How do you structure your practices with the way that you uh, coach during games? Um. We get a lot of shots up. <laughs> I mean, I, 
you, you got to shoot. That's like number one on the yearly developmental plan is just constant shooting. And when I put shooting, it's never just one shooting. It's shooting, shooting, shooting. It's like an emphasis on you have to be comfortable being able to shoot the basketball. And then for me, a lot of my, my practices are just around, man, I want to break down like every little part of and again, it, it all depends, right? If you're focused on you, you're, you're going to break down your offense to its smallest little piece to the next, the next, and, and the different, you know, things that you go from there. If you're prepping for another team, it's a different kind of practice and you're prepping for them. This is what to expect. This is, you know, this is a skill set. And that, that preparation is really important to me. I think it challenges them from, you know, breaking down film to listing off, you know, their, their top seven, eight players. This is what they like to do. They're lefty. It's an in and out dribble cross. Watch how anytime she goes this direction, it's a spin move back to her right. Like focus on this, see this when you're guarding her, know that that's coming. And I think that brings in like a different, it's fun. You're not just dressing up on game day and just going and playing and there's nothing behind it. Like you're invested because you prepare for it. Um, and so that's, you know, that, that's, a, that's a big part of what my practices are. It's just breaking down the little details, getting a lot of shots up, and then just getting prepared for game day. So with uh, a young program, how do you approach your sub-varsity uh, uh, teams? For me, again, I, I, we have a lot of the same, like I want them to be able to come to me and be able to shoot. So they'll get a ton of shots up. It's a culture thing. I want to make sure that they feel uh, that they are, that when basketball season comes, it's like they're playing no matter what. That they're, that, you know, it, it's not just one of those things where I might play, I might not play. It's got to be, there's got to be a, a level of excitement, you know, especially in the girls' game. And so with my JV and my Frosh coach, it's, it's build it, okay, create uh, a situation where it's basically a varsity team in your minds. Whether you guys are going out, you guys are fundraising on your own, doing team events on your own, like create, like that's that's you guys, right? And get those girls to all play for each other. That way as they're coming up, you know, it's not this person's just kind of coming into a completely different team. It's we're bringing the group up as we go and we're plugging them in based on their strengths. But it's got to be that family uh, type of unit where they're like, I'll do anything for this coaching staff. Um, and that's the objective that we have. We, we need these girls to just feel like, man, I can't wait for basketball season. Um, in your time as a coach, have you come up with any kind of incentive system to get the kids uh, shooting the basketball out of season? Uh, so for whatever reason, Dutch Bros is like the new currency for, <laughs> for, for girls basketball. So um, I'll do two things. Uh, uh, Gatorades. So we'll, we have different uh, competitions for shooting where the team will get Gatorades for winning. Uh, anytime you take a charge, I don't care if it's uh, during a game. It could be in the hallways during school. If you take a charge, you're getting Gatorade no matter what. Um, half court shots for, for $5 Dutch bros. They just go crazy for it. And so there's always, there's always that kind of stuff that it's, it's not – huge but i mean there's an article i read you know a couple of years back where philadelphia eagles during their training camp man their their linemen just went through this comp this competition the skills competition and the winner got a t-shirt so you got these million dollar athletes 
that are just killing each other for a t-shirt, right? It's not about what it is. It's about, it's about winning. It's about like just fostering that, that desire to win and doing it in ways that, you know, benefits the team. Yeah, we um, played around with something. It, it, it kind of got lost this last season, but we called it uh, Queen of the Court. And so I had these uh, uh, tiara uh, that I got from, you know, uh, student council or something like that. And so we would, uh, the coaching staff, we kind of pick something uh, like maybe rebounding or making shots. And we would stat that. And then at the end of each uh, practice, we'd have the queen of the court. And, uh, you know, it was a small thing, but uh, the times that we did it, the kids just really, really loved it. Yeah, no, it's interesting. You can do it with any number of things. It could be high fives. It can be just an acknowledgement of your teammate during practice. And if you have an assistant over there, just tallying it up, whether the kids know it or not, you know, you bring that up at the end of practice and it's powerful. So yeah, it can be any number of things. Uh, I like that. Yeah. So um, kind of talk a little bit about your past experience. So at Valley View, it was a, it was a build building pro, uh, project, right? I mean, uh, they were down a little bit. Um, so what did you kind of learn from your time coaching at uh, Valley View, uh, especially the girls? Yeah. Uh, coming into that, into that program, it was, you know, I think um, when I was coaching the Frosh team, we had like 32 girls try out. And so the immediate need for me was we got to build some excitement here, right? The following year, we doubled those numbers, which is, you know, sucks because you got to make cuts. But also it's like we got girls that are, you know, want to play basketball deciding, hey, I'm going to give it a shot. The challenges were they weren't, they weren't playing since they were in second and third grade, you know? Um one of those deals out here I think no matter where you're at you got to have a youth program like you just have to um, it's really difficult to just pick up the ball your freshman year and say let's go um, no matter what athletes you have that's tough and so year one was great um, you know I had, a, I had a pretty solid senior class Jasmine Bowles who's at CSI now she she uh, her and I you know at the beginning you know it, it took some time for her to trust me like building that trust it's like we're up we were up against a shot clock at that time her senior year um but now you know she still reaches out to me so i, I was able to use her and, and and other seniors as well that did have some of that experience and be able to place everyone else where we can we can spread the floor a little bit right and so it was nice to have that experience um beat nampa in the first round of districts and then lost to bk in the you know, in that second round in overtime, which was a heartbreaker. But I could see, like, there was there was that definite growth, and girls were just, they're dying after that game, right? They can't believe it's our last game. And so I knew right then and there that, that the love was there at Malibu, that, and that still remains. This year, you know, we, to not have any guards, really, that um, have had that experience, you know, our guard for their sophomores um, this year. And, super skilled in terms of like they, they'll do whatever is asked of them, but it's really difficult to uh, fabricate any kind of offense if, you're, if you don't have that true point guard or, or someone that's got that calming effect. Um, and so defense was our bread and butter this year. You know, it, it was a struggle offensively. If our defense wasn't creating our offense, it was, it was pretty tough. But again, there was that growth and, and the girls, you know, once again, at the end of the year, weren't ready to be done. And so that, you know, 
that was that was one of those things that I learned at Valley View was it's really important to obviously get a youth program going. That's number one. Like it, it just has to be right. These girls have to have the ball in their hands. You can't just recruit someone um, in the hallways and just say let's go. It just doesn't work out that way in basketball. Um, and then just the power of building that culture and uh, excitement for the game and making sure that girls trust you. Like I, I learned that big time with um, Lundgren, for sure. Again, just going back to just all the things that go into building a program, but even more so with the girls as I came. Like that trust, if you don't have that trust, it's it's going to just fall down in, in the fiery flame. Um, if that trust is there and they trust the vision and you can sell the vision, then they will stick with you. Um, and again, you know, Hawaii was a, was a situation that I needed to take. Had I stayed at Valley View, I would have been perfectly happy. And that, and that growth was going to come. Um, and so, you know, I, again, it just fostered how much I enjoy coaching girls. Um, that's, that's what Valley View has done for me. And that's, that's what the different, you know, type of system, a system that, you know, girls just barely picked up the basketball and started playing. Yeah. So I uh, really appreciate your time. I got a couple more questions for you. So how would you say that you've changed in the last couple of years as a coach? Is there anything that you point to that, that kind of, uh, I do this a lot differently now than I did uh, a couple of years ago? Yeah, I'm way more patient now. Um, I had an assistant coach that, I mean, was straight up, act your turn, you're turning into a girl's coach. Was, you know, I'm, this is how I need it done. Let's do it now. No wasted time. Let's go. Now it's, uh, I'm a little more flexible um, with girls and the communication's different. Uh, and whether it's in the heat of the moment or in practice or just simply like just downtime, the way that you approach, um, you know, girls is, is just different than boys. And that was a learning curve that I had to learn. Um, but I'm picking it up. I'm slowly. I'm still, I still got a little <laughs> bit of boys coach in me, but I, I am. Um, I can still hold them accountable. And I'm just learning how to do that. And, uh, and again, it, it comes down to assistance that you have. It comes down to just that community. And, you know, it's not just me here. It's, it's all of us. And that really, that really helps things out a ton. So I think just the communication side is what I've changed, what has changed the most as far as my approach to the game over the years. But X's and O's, it's very similar. Yeah, I, you know, it was kind of cool hearing that because it's the same thing for me. I was a longtime boys assistant, moved to the girls' side. And like you said, it's not anything different with the X's and O's. In fact, I think uh, a lot of times with the girls, you can do a lot more stuff. It's more that communication, um, relaxing a little bit more, you know, not uh, getting <laughs> – <laughs> yeah, you know? gotta breathe. Yeah. yeah, 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 exactly. So I, I, I completely understand what you're talking about there. So, hey, final question for you. And again, I really appreciate your time. You, you're moving up in classification. You kind of talked about that. Um, you know, the demands are going to be a little bit different. That league that you're in, I would say like that 15, 20 mile stretch might be the best basketball uh, in the state, you know, both on the boys and the girls side. I mean, there's just some ballers there. Um, are there any programs that you're looking forward to competing against that you've been watching kind of from, uh, you know, Valley View and now you're going to be going up against uh, some of those programs? Yeah, absolutely. Um, obviously, it's the, the established, uh, you know, Mountain View, uh, Timberline, Boise. 
And so, you know, I look forward to just breaking down, you know, how coaches coach, what are some of their tendencies, what do they do? And again, like you said, it's at the highest level. Um, what adjustments do they make in game? Um, you know, the first, the first time through, um, I'm going to be really curious about just how, how these coaches approach the game. So again, 4A, I got, like, I, you know, those guys, like, we've, we've built something and we've, we've built good relationships, and I, I can read them. I don't know these 5A coaches that well. And so for me, it's going to be that part of it is who are they? You know, what tendencies do they have? Like, what's their communication style? Um, that's what I'm looking forward to as, as a coach, you know, just as a competitive coach, coaching against other competitive coaches. Um, that, that's part of what keeps my hunger is, is, is I want to outcoach you. Like, uh, let's, let's play chess. Let's have fun. Um, and so, you know, those off the top of my mind, those are the top three teams that have just been so well established. Mountain View, Timberline, Boise, um, being a Napa grad, I'm looking forward to playing Skyview. Getting them back on the schedules, always Skyview. I just have some. I've had some battles in the past, so let's bring them back um, for however long they stay in five A. I, I look forward to that part of it. Cool. Well, um, from my uh, perspective, I think why he's in really good hands, and I just want to wish you uh, best of luck with uh, the transition into this uh, in, into this new gig, and how how exciting to be at a brand new school. Yeah, uh, I can't wait. Thanks for listening to the Idaho Basketball Coaching Podcast. If you're interested in being a guest on the podcast, email me at IdahoBasketballCoachingPodcast at gmail.com.